Hi there, and welcome to this episode where I'll talk about how you can motivate busy people to keep learning. In my previous episode, I talked about how you can turn average people into great ones. And one of that uh, tactic is to motivate them to learn. But in this episode, I'm going to share with you why that is so important, what's not working and how you can do it. I'm Muriel, CEO, mom and educator. I used to work really hard and sacrificed important things to me until I lost my motivation. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned and I found a way to reach great results while working less. Today, I'm obsessed with helping other leaders build meaningful lives. So each week, I'll be sharing inspiration to change your life and organization. This is Rebel Leader with a Heart. You probably noticed that the speed of change is accelerating. And it's accelerating at a pace that we have never witnessed before. New customer demands, new technologies, new regulations appear not once in a while, but constantly. And so we need to adapt to these changes. And adapting means learning new skills. And not once or twice a year, but constantly. So that's why it's so important to motivate people to learn, even if they're really busy. And I spend at least one hour per day learning. And what about you? I'm really curious. Do you spend a lot of time learning new skills? And what was the last thing you learned? But what I often hear is that it's easy with some people. Some people are always motivated to learn. And then you have other people for whom it's really hard to learn new skills because they're busy or they're not motivated. And so that's why I'm going to share with you seven steps to really motivate those busy people and maybe less motivated people to learn. But first, let me share with you what I see that is not working so well anymore. But unfortunately, this is something that I see happening a lot in organizations. And the first thing I see is that st many great organizations, they have a very top-down or controlled approach of learning new skills. So they define centrally what everyone in the organization should learn as new skills. And then they have this catalog that they propose to the people. Well, I don't believe this is working very well anymore because everyone has different needs. Everyone has different situations and the people working in every organ, in every department, they know best what they need to learn. So the top down controlled approach is often not working anymore. What's also not working anymore is forcing people to learn new skills because learning new skills is transforming people, in fact. And you often cannot force people to transform. You can inspire them, but forcing them can lead to resistance to change or can lead to people taking that course, but not really doing anything with it. And then the third mistake that I see happening a lot in organization is that people tell other people during their evaluation that they're not good at something. And then that because they're not good at something, they, they really suck at something, they should 
take a course to become better at it. And of course, that's not very motivating because when somebody tells you you're not really great at this, maybe you should take a course, you don't go into that course into that course with a lot of motivation because it's never nice to be told that you suck at something. So I'm really curious to know how it is in your organization. Do you still have this top-down controlled approach? Are people forced to learn? Or are people told during their evaluation that they're not good at something and that they maybe should take a course? So let me tell you what in fact works. And these are seven steps that are a little bit inspired by the design thinking principles, because I believe that these design thinking principles should not only be applied in marketing or in product development, but should also be applied in HR or in talent management. And the first step is to show empathy. By describing the situation of the person that you want to learn and grow, by describing the situation better than they could describe it themselves. And in fact, these seven steps are also the steps that I take when I try to motivate people to come into my course leading authentically in digital times. So when I give my presentations, when I share my course, I will follow these seven steps with an organization to motivate them to learn. And so the first thing I will do to try to convince you to take my course and to learn is to show empathy. So I will often start by describing your situation. Like I know you've, you've been working really hard the last years. You've probably had a lot of success in the past. But now lately, there are a lot of changes. You have to work harder and harder. And so you start sacrificing things for you to deliver. And still that's not moving the needle fast enough or far enough. So you start working even harder, sacrificing even more things. And then at a certain point, you have sacrificed so much that you wonder for the sake of what am I working this hard? And that's when you get your crisis of or your, your lost motivation or your crisis of meaning and that you really wonder, why am I working this hard? So by describing the situation of a person better than they could describe it themselves, you will get the people motivated because they feel understood. And it's so important to show empathy, to show that you care, to show that you understand what the person or your employee is going through. Then the second step is to describe the transformation you both want. So the second step is not to describe what the course is all about or what the steps of the course are, but really to paint a nice picture of the transformation that that person would like to want, but also of the transformation you would like to see for that person. And so in my case, I will paint a picture of leaders that have gone through their transformation. I know you want to have a great work-life balance, that you still want to have a great impact. You want your team to be empowered, to have a good mood within your team. And that's the kind of leader 
You want to be a powerful leader that has impact, but also a great work-life balance. So I'm going to describe the transformation. I'm not, I'm not talking about the course yet or the program I want to sell to the person. So inspire with stories of transformation. And you can do that by painting stories of people who've, for instance, gone through your program already and uh, tell the transformation they got through, of course, live testimonials or also video testimonials. Then the third step is to shatter their current limiting beliefs or to turn their objections because there will be a lot of objections. Yes, you want that transformation, but for instance, you think, yeah, but I have no time to go through a program. I'm so busy that I have no time. Or yeah, this program is nice, but it works for others. I don't really believe it will work for me. Or my situation is really special. So yeah, it might work for that or that department, but our department is really special. So it won't work for us. And so there again, when I get these, I know these limiting beliefs that people will have, and I will counter them with stories. So for instance, I will tell the story that the biggest mistake busy people, busy leaders make is that they have no time to transform. And it's not just an invented story, it's a true story. Because if you're constantly working and working and working, you're exhausting yourself. Well, in fact, you should pause and transform and take the time to transform yourself and to transform your organization if you want to have great results. So that's, for instance, one story I tell. Or in my case, a lot of leaders, they have already tried changing. They tried and they failed in the past. And so I tell them, you've probably already tried changing in the past without success. And that's because you tried to change rationally through your neocortex. But that's not where habits and behaviors are situated. If you want to change, you have to change through your body and your emotions or through your reptilian brain and your limbic brain, because that's where habits and behaviors are situated. And you don't have to imagine crazy things. It's about telling stories instead of stating facts, or it's about prototyping instead of making plans. So I'm going to counter the objections that the people might have or their false beliefs or limiting beliefs through stories or through stories of other people that have gone through the transformation. So in fact, what your job is, is to transform their it's impossible towards it's possible and I want to start now. And you do that by showing empathy, by painting a nice picture of the transformation you both want, and by shattering their current limiting beliefs. Then step four is that you need to create a safe environment. Because when you learn new skills, you're not good at it at first, of course, and so you will make mistakes. 
And that safe environment is really important. An environment where people can make mistakes without being punished for it, where people can share their doubts or their challenges, where people can share with each other or give feedback to each other. So when you have a safe environment, it's much easier to learn new skills and to transform than if you still have a traditional environment where mistakes are seen as a very bad thing or where transparency is not really something that is a habit yet in your organization. So the fourth step is to create a safe environment. Then the fifth step is to use a blended approach because a lot of people are really busy. I'm busy, you're busy, you don't have a lot of time to spend hours and hours or days in courses. And that's what I often see in organizations is that the courses that they offer are often life courses or workshops and those take time. And not only do these take time, but they're often very concentrated. You go one day in a course and then you come back to your office and you had a nice time in that course, but you're back at your desk and your old habits take over. That's why I believe that a blended approach works best. A blended approach with, of course, maybe workshops, live moments, but also with, for instance, an online course with small bits of content that you can follow and that you can take every day and with podcasts, with ebooks, with books, and also to combine that with sharing moments where everyone can share their journey, their challenges, because it's also always nicer to feel that you're not alone in this. So use a blended approach to learn new skills and it will help those busy people because you can learn, for instance, if you have this habit of learning every day for 10 or 15 minutes something new and then you apply it at work, it will be a constant transformation versus going to one day a one-day workshop or even a three-day uh, workshop where then you come back and you forget all about it because you haven't built these habits in your reptilian and limbic brain. And then the sixth step is to transform collectively. It's much easier to transform when you do that with your whole team or when you're with your whole organization because you get this movement, you get this collective energy that will help you transform and that will help you be accountable. You can support each other. You can share your stories of, or your challenges. You can also feel that you're not alone with the feelings that you might have, because that's what I see in my course. A lot of people, they share how they feel and then they realize that a lot of people are feeling the same way. Well, in their heads, they were thinking that the other ones were successful and they were the only ones with these struggles. So transform collectively. But then again, don't make the mistake of forcing everyone to take a course don't force people, but rather inspire them with the first steps that I described in this episode, like showing empathy, painting a nice picture of transformation and shattering their current limiting beliefs, because then you will really inspire and create this energy of, yes, 
I'm ready. I want to transform now because I see the benefit of it. The seventh step is that you have to believe in the people. Believe that the people can change because if you believe they can change, they will have the energy to go out of their comfort zone to learn these new skills. Because it's really uncomfortable to transform and to learn new skills. You make mistakes, you have to let go of things from the past, but you don't know yet what will come in a place. So when you believe in people more than they believe in themselves, it will really help them transform. Because unfortunately, growing as a person is not something that is very comfortable. You, Even though it's better for yourself, you become a better person, you grow, you get new skills. The thing, the transformational journey is really hard often. It's really hard. You get setbacks. It's not linear. It's often two steps forward, followed by one step backward. And often you want to give up because it's hard and you don't feel well when you make mistakes. You, you were, it was much easier to just stay in your comfort zone and not grow than to grow and to make these mistakes and to let go of things of the past while you don't know what will come in a place. But when you believe that people can change more than they believe in themselves, it will help them grow and go through this uncomfortable phase of this transformation. So those were the seven steps to motivate busy people to learn. The first one is show empathy by describing the situation better than they could themselves. The second step is describe the transformation you both want and paint a nice picture of that transformation. The third step is shatter the current limiting beliefs or the objections with stories. The fourth one is create a safe environment where people can make mistakes. The fifth one is use a blended approach, not only live courses, but also online courses, podcasts, videos, ebooks, combined with moments where people can share. Then transform collectively without forcing anyone, of course. And the last step is believe that people can change. Believe more in people than they believe in themselves. So I'm really curious, how is talent management or the learning and development in your organization? So in my next episode, I will share with you how Nestlé Belgium is transforming their culture. I will have a conversation with Paul Van Roy, the talent manager of Nestlé Belgium, about this transformation, how they did it, why they're doing it, and why they're using this blended approach to change their culture. So subscribe to this podcast if you want to receive it automatically, but also subscribe if you want to have a meaningful life or organization. Yeah, you finished another episode of Rebel Leader with a Heart. If you want more, go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com for show notes and past episodes. If you love the show, subscribe, leave a review and share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week, you Rebel Leader with a Heart. Hello there. How adapted are you to the fast and busy times? Before diving into this subject, let me ask you a question. 
Do you see yourself working like this until you retire? If yes, congrats, you probably find a way to thrive in today's fast and busy times. But if your answer is no, don't worry. Because this five-minute quiz on how adapted are you to the fast and busy times might help you. Because if you're still working with the slower time habits and mindset, you might end up working really hard for too little impact. This quiz will show you how adapted you are to today's crazy fast times and it'll give you your score on the five principles you need to master to better navigate your heavy workload while still having a life. So go to keyleader.com slash fast times to start the quiz. Maybe it's time to kickstart your slower and more impactful life. Keyleader.com slash fast times. Qileader.com slash fast times. Now let's dive into today's podcast episode.